What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. Today, we're going to be talking about Social Security in particular, how to fix this because we know there's a problem. So we've done shows on this before and how we're going to go broke. You know, that's the rumor anyway. But if you do the math, you look at it in the year 2033, we're going to have a problem. There's going to be 24% shortfall in Social Security payments. I get this question all the time. So one person that gets this question and asks me all the time is my co-host, Tony Shore, always asking me, is Social Security going to fail? What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? So I figured we'd talk about it again. Now, we did a show. I'm going to put it up here in the past about how Social Security is going to collapse. And I think at that time, it was projected to collapse in 2035. Right. But I do believe Social Security disability payments are going to stop even earlier. But the new consensus of the recent reports say Social Security is going to go away or no, not go away, be reduced by 2033. Wow. What do you think of that, Tony? Here's another truth. Social Security is dying. <laughs> it's dying. It is. <laughs> but aren't we all? Yeah, that's um, true. We're we're all headed there. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's crazy. And we've heard this story before, though. Like you said, we've talked about right. it. We've and I mean, back in the 80s, they said the same thing. Social Security is dying. And they um, made changes to it. But they made and- change. They raised the full retirement age. They Mm -hmm. made a few other changes. Uh, They got rid of some of the, um, you know, some of the, the uh, strategies, filing strategies uh, to uh, make more or pay less. So more of it taxable. And so in that previous show, I talked about how I thought Biden administration would be the one to make the change. I said that if there's going to be a time when it happens, it's going to be under Biden. But that was right before he got elected. So that shows, you know, dated already. <laughs> but the problem right. hasn't gone away. But my attitude has changed. I don't know if Biden's going to make it happen. The political landscape right now is so divided. But it's bad. Here's a twist on this show, Tony. I found a resource that gives a glimmer of hope to this whole scenario. Oh, really? So I want to share that with everybody and then give you my take on how we will fix this what i would do because in the last show i said there's a couple of ways to fix it but i'm going to tell you exactly how i would fix it and it's going to be based on this new um data i found i want to share it i'm pretty my social security problems yes because it is my problem because i'm not (laughs) on it yet it's your problem too we're not on it yeah it is so right now the way it works social security we each pay 6.2% 6.2% of our weight of our wages into social security. And that's based on making up to 147,000. Now, once you make above that, you don't pay into social security anymore. Of course, the employer matches. So 13%, 12 and go into social security every year of a person's wages on the first 147,000. The full retirement Average benefit 
right now is 1949 a month, which equates to about 40% of the person's average earnings through life. So the expectation is when you retire and you, and if you wait till your full retirement age, which is going to be 67 for most people now, you'll get about 40% of what you were making pre-retirement. So not enough to live off of theoretically, because we've talked about how much you need to retire. We've said you probably need just as much as you were making prior to. Yeah, about 100% is what you're going to need. 40 isn't going to cut it. Right. So 40%, not enough. Now, it's also progressive. Social Security is progressive. So that means that people that make less are going to get uh, get more so you might be a lower income earner. You're, you might, when you retire, get 73% of your pre-retirement earnings versus someone that's a high earner. They might only get a third. Right. So the average, if you wait till a full retirement age is 40%, but if you're on the low end, you might get closer to 75. But what that means is you don't make a lot because you know it's not like they're, you know, but as a percentage, the more you make, earn and put in the system, you get less back. Yeah. Right. So that's the progressive nature of it. It's kind of like our tax system. The more you make, the higher percentage goes in to pay for everything. So now, why is there a shortfall? And then I'm, we're going to get into solutions in a minute, Tony. But Because of the baby boomers. Baby boomers, all of a sudden, blame them. Blame it. Okay, boomer. We're blaming them. Um, it's easy to blame the boomers, but there was more of them and less people born after that. So there's less workers now putting into the system. You know, a lot of people call Social Security a Ponzi scheme, right? But if you have less people putting money into the system and more people now taking from the system, add to that the people living longer. So they're being paid longer than we expected. And then throw in that wages haven't increased as much as the government projected they would increase. So that means there's less tax revenue, tax revenue than there was because you pay as a percentage of your taxes. If you have less people earning wages that are higher, less going in the system. So all those combined, we got a problem. Yeah. Major. Well, when Social Security was first introduced in like 1935, um, the full retirement age was about 65 or it eventually became right. 65. But but people didn't live only two, three years, especially men didn't live more than two or three years beyond that. And men were the main ones right. uh, earning or paying into Social Security and earning Social Security at that time because fewer women worked full time. So what you had is uh, very little draw on the system because uh, men didn't live long. I mean, right. you, you, you might spend three years in retirement. You have three years of collecting Social Security versus now you might have 30 years of collecting Social Security. Right. Right. And. At the time it was made, it also, there was a lot of different things then, but it also sure. was not designed to be a full re- replacement of your income. Right. So we got to remember that. Because uh, there so were we, pensions. Right. Because we had pensions. So, <laughs> right. Which we don't have anymore. Right. So. so how do we fix this? Increase taxes, reduce benefits, or a combination of both. And so typically Republicans want to reduce the benefits. Democrats want to increase the taxes and they fight and say, I'm not doing it, you know, 
and we need the combo. And I thought Biden- there's a proposal right now, right? A bipartisan mm-hmm. proposal. I think it's bipartisan even well, that would the exactly. current plan that exactly. would increase tax. It would increase taxes. What I found weird about what I read at the bullet points, I didn't see anywhere in there raising the full retirement age, which eventually I would assume they would do. But it mainly just talked about increasing the taxes, how much companies pay in and some uh, proposals to increase how much individuals pay in as well. But it would put the burden on wealthier individuals and companies, I think, is what they, I, I well, know they I'll show to. you. So this is what, you know, there's always going to be proposals to fix things and, and uh, we'll sure. raise taxes, let's lower benefits. But in reality, the public, what does the public really want? Because they're supposed to represent us, these people, mm-hmm. these representatives, these senators, whatever. <laughs> House. My side many, from many. the laughter at that joke, my side hurts because well, I found funny, Tony, they represent what we want. <laughs> I found a very interesting website okay. called the Program for Public Consultation. It's uh, out of the School of Public Policy at the University of Maryland. Okay, and here's a link for the people that are watching. This isn't one of those far right or far left crazy things, is it? It it might be a little liberal because it's a university setting, which generally is liberal. But it what it does is it put out a survey, and if you go to this link, you can actually take it. Okay, and and what happens is it asks you questions about Social Security. First, it educates you says what's going on then it says here's a proposal i'll show you what they are and the proposal a is here here's the pros here's the argument for it here's the argument against it and it Hmm. right and then it says what do you think and then you choose right so i went through this and i thought it was brilliant it was well laid out it wasn't too, I didn't see a huge bias where sometimes I'll be like, oh, my, the way they worded it is so obvious. They want you to answer this way. So I found it pretty good. I'm going to go through what my recommended are, recommendations are. And at the end, once you take it, it says, here, click this button, tell us who you are. And they identify who your local representative is. And then they send the results to your local representative. Oh, wow. So that's great. This already. They took all this data and they sent it up to that committee that you described and they created this new uh, proposal using this data. Oh, wow. They found was a majority of Americans, both Democrat and Republican agree to certain things. So let's go through these proposals and put the numbers because what I found, you know, the proposal is let's just raise taxes or let's reduce benefits or whatever. What is the impact? It's nice to know. And what was interesting about this is that it shows you the actual impact that that decision would make. For instance, the first of the many proposals was, let's reduce the the monthly benefits for the top 20% or 30% or 50% of earners. So if you're in the top 20% earning bracket, you get a reduction of your social security benefits. The thought is you don't need as much from social security because you have other money, right? Right. If you reduce the benefits to the top 20%, you reduce the shortfall that we have by 11%. If you reduce benefits for the top half of earners, you reduce the shortfall that we face by 30%. So you could see the more you reduce, obviously, the less of a, a shortfall we have. So believe it or not, I was looking at what the most, um, the the 81% of people favored this 
this one across the board. 78% Republicans, 86% Democrats. So obviously wow. reducing benefits for the top earners is a, seems like a Democratic thing, right? But reducing benefits in general, Republicans can get behind. So that's a bipartisan right there. I don't like the idea of reducing benefits for top people because that's like taxing the rich. And I'm not a huge fan of that, but I'll tell you what exactly what my recommendations are at the end. So I thought that was interesting. um, Reducing benefits. Another proposal, raise the retirement age. Yeah. If right now from, from most people, it's 67 now as people getting closer and closer, there's less and less people that aren't already claiming that are 66 retirement age it's yep. somewhere in between but for most people at 67 if you reduce if you increase the retirement age to 68 it reduces the straw fall by 14 percent 69 wow. and 70 70 if you make the full retirement age 70 it reduces the shortfall by 29 percent. so so wow. that's right um interestingly enough 75 percent of people 75 percent uh, republicans 76 percent democrats favored reducing the retire or increasing the retirement age. Yeah. So I'm all for that. I'm all for that and think it makes sense. Why don't we do it now? The reason why we don't do it is because no one wants to touch social security. That's that's the third rail. No one wants to make it harder for people to get as much because that's a third rail. It's the hot rail. You don't want to touch. It really isn't because a majority 75% of Americans believe this. They're get can get behind it. You and I can get behind it. We see things different politically. Um, it just makes sense. People yeah. are living longer, right? You just said it. You started the show by saying people life expectancy was sixties when it was first created. Yep. Right. Now it's getting close to 90. So another proposal, make all wages over 400,000 subject to social security payroll tax. All right. So it stops at 147. The idea is, all right, let's stop it at 147. But once you hit 400 in earnings, we start taxing social security again. Look how much that reduces the shortfall by. Huge. Huge. That's the one I, that's a, leave the other ones alone. I'll take this one. I like this one. Um, 81% of people feel they can get behind this one. 79% of Republicans, 88% of Democrats get behind this one. That's because they don't make over $400,000 a year. So it wouldn't affect. it's a very small percent of the population that yeah. does this. Again, yeah. I don't like the idea. I'm that guy that says, I don't like it because I want everyone to be treated equal. Right. Right. I don't like progressive things in that regard. But 80, if when 80 something percent of the population says we should do it. But look at it, it would, it would, the, the shortfall isn't, oh, it reduces the existing shortfall by that percentage. I was going to say, okay, because the shortfall isn't that big of a percentage, but I see what you mean. Yeah. So the idea is let's pick on the very few to help the masses. Yeah. Of course, a bunch of people are going to get behind it. Is it the right thing to do? I don't know. I think if you do a couple of these things in combination. Oh, sure. They'll have to. And the idea behind the 400,000 is in, in the argument for it was, well, we have a cost of living increase on that 147,000. Um, so next year might be 155,000 that gets taxed. Eventually it'll get up to 400,000. So they're like, well, but then I'm like, then everything will be taxable. Every ounce of wages will be taxed for social security purposes. Yeah. The reason why I kind of don't like increasing the amount that goes into social security is because I don't want the government to have more money. 
right? I'd rather it go to the people. Right, because they abuse it. They abuse it. And there's arguments as to um, people argue, though, that the social money that goes into Social Security isn't being abused. It's going into Social Security and it's not being used for these pork, you know, whatever they call them, pork belly or whatever, you know, these projects that are, you know, the bridge to nowhere in Alaska or somebody's pet project or, you know, that type of thing. It's not right. touched. So so I don't know about that argument because I agree. The problem is, is if it gets into the general fund or they can somehow borrow and, and other people argue the government has borrowed from Social Security, borrowed. And so there, if that can happen, then no, because the problem is the government shouldn't be. It should only be there for Social Security. They shouldn't be able to touch it for anything else. And that's fine. But and so then it comes down to, do you believe in social security as a, as a concept or do you want to privatize it? And so if you're going to increase it like this by get taxing more of the rich, you're just adding more ammunition to the government's coffers because they're the ones controlling it. Do, do you believe in social security? That's the question. And, and I do, it's a tough one, but again, if we didn't have social security looking at the way, and I interact with people all the time. So I'm not picking on any one set of population. I have people from all spectrums that I work with. Most don't do a very good job of saving for their own retirement. So the fact that social security is there is basically a safety net as it should be. Um, sadly, many people don't know how to handle. So having a program like social security is useful. Um, I would like to see someone be able to add to that, like their own pension. And that's a separate discussion, but that is also yeah. happening in some places too. Yeah. I like that. I like that proposal where Public you could add in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The next proposal is raise the payroll tax gradually from six and a half percent, which it's now to uh, 7.2. And yeah, so that's what more- I've heard that's been proposed. I saw a proposal that's, right now in the works right. that would increase that pay the social security payroll tax, the amount that comes out of your check and the amount your company pays. And I thought it was even bigger than that, but yeah. It's, it's like they're raising it 0.5 over so many years or sure. 0.05 a year over 20 years or something like that. So that reduces a shortfall. Obviously the more you raise taxes, the lower the shortfall is going to be. I don't like raising taxes. So I was against this idea. Um, for the same, you know, for the, it's just going to, it's just going to really burden. I, and it's mainly because people like me that had to pay both sides of this. I had to pay my own and I had to pay yeah. the employer. That so would really suck. Really, you know, you're, you're talking about increasing there and they're the ones that are getting squeezed, right? Yeah. So, if you're a small or independent business owner, that's terrible. Right. Right. And then, so yeah. what will I do? I will pay more people 1099 or I'll pay people in a way or take revenue in a way that I don't pay taxes on it and more tax evasion nonsense that, and that was the argument that they made in there. And you start raising taxes more, the rich will just come up with ways to avoid it. But yeah. when it comes to social security, it's hard to avoid as a, cause you got to pay your, your corporate version, you know, half of it. Uh, people forget that, that the employer pays the other half. Um, yeah. So, okay. Another proposal, raise the minimum social security benefit. Okay, so the first, the proposals I just put on there that were on this, they voted on, people voted on. And there were also some other ones, like Elizabeth Warren is really pushing for, which actually increased benefits. 
So it wasn't just how to fix the gap. It's also, well, if we're going to fix the gap, let's add some more reasons why we have a gap. So uh, that was interesting. But one of them is to raise the minimum benefit to be 125% of poverty. The idea is- I read that. uh, Some people really want to raise it up. Right. And so- at first, I'm like, get out of here. That's the stupidest idea. But then I started reading a little bit more about what they said. And they said, for those with 30 years of work history. Now, I think it should be 35 because that's what Social Security uses. They take your top 35. If you have 35 years of work history, then odds are you aren't um, trying to milk off the system. Right. 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 You put in your time. A long time to your work. work. Yeah. Right. It's not a huge amount of time. You think about it. Most people start working when they're 15, 20 years old and they don't claim till 60. So they got 40, 50 years of work history. But so that's why 30 years, you know, so raising the minimum is basically trying to say dignity and so forth. If you do that, you're going to add 7%. Um, I'd like to see that 30 years go to 35 or even more. But again, um, the other proposal that was you could vote on gradually increase benefits at age 81 to 85. They call that the very old. I don't know how you're measuring that now, but um, I think we all know people that are in their 80s. Well, sure. Some don't seem very old. How about your grandfather? Where would he fall in this? 101. Um, <laughs> so what they're talking about doing is giving an extra 5% for the older people. Now, keep in mind, we have cost of living, which, by the way, Tony, I don't know if you've heard the rumblings as to what Social Security cost of living might be next year. Because people start percent during the summer, they start to talk about what cost of living will be for the next year. What do we have in um, 2022? We saw a Social Security 5. increase 5.9. The rumors and the rumblings in that we could see over 10 percent. Oh, wow. Social Security yeah. cost of living. I heard like 9.5 or 10. Yeah. When inflation is at nine or the highest it's been forever, you could see a social security increase of over 10%. People are like, yeah, that makes sense. But think about what that's going to do this whole system, you know? Yep. Um, And then the last proposal that was on this survey, I really recommend people go to this website and actually take this because it's amazing what you learn. Um, Change the annual cost of living benefit to something more reflective of what elderly people are buying. We, the co- right now I think it's the cost of living, the CPI urban, um, as opposed to the CPI elderly um, retiree index. You've, you've been on this bandwagon for a while. Oh man, the CPI is so inaccurate as to when healthcare costs go up 20% a year and the, uh, Cost of living adjustment that same year was 2%, 3%. And for a couple of years, we saw those increases in healthcare when the cost of living was zero because it was based on the CPI. And right. they don't, the CPI they don't include things like energy or groceries or, yeah. And they, it, it doesn't reflect healthcare. Uh, right. It doesn't reflect my health insurance rates that have gone up over the last 15 years. I'll tell you that. So the, the talk is, in this case it would increase the shortfall. So it would make things worse uh, by 12%. If you use something more reflective of um, retirement persons. uh, Reality. If if they use reality rather than an algorithm that allows them to pay less, they're using an algorithm 
that they came up with that allows them to pay less. Well, I think they're using an algorithm that was generic and they haven't moved to one that's more specific. And because obviously it's going to cost the government more. So why would they? But at the same time, I've also seen some studies and data that show it doesn't matter which one they do because they're both very similar. Mm. indexes so but okay so what i took this survey and i'm going to tell you what my results were so i I answered all the questions how i saw fit okay and with all my experience with social security knowing a lot about it but also factoring in my personal political and financial biases it generated a letter to my congressman right and i copied and pasted what it says in my letter, I want to show you if if you see if you're surprised by what my recommendations are based on taking this survey. Number one, I recommend reducing benefits for the upper 20% of earners, which would reduce the shortfall by 11%. Now, one of the options in this survey was to reduce it for a half, the top yeah. half. And I just felt that's too much. I don't know if I even want to reduce benefits for anybody. But if I thought I can get behind it for the upper 20% of social security earners, and that's mostly because in my experience, I've run into quite a few people that have said, I don't even want social security. You know, they'll take it, but they don't need it. Right. Yeah. Does Warren Buffett need social security? Right. So does Elon Musk? Right now. But again, Jimmy Buffett needs, I don't like taxing the rich. I don't I'm not anti growth and wealth. So sure. But I said I could get behind a 20% top earners get a reduction. Sure. Not like slash and burn reduction, but just, you know, make it right. So I was surprised at myself that I got behind that. I'm sure you're surprised too that I've talked about reducing benefits for upper earners. Now all the people that are watching that are in the upper brackets going to come yelling at me saying, I'm oh, not sure. working with you. You'd yeah. want, you want to steal my money. I, um, I recommend gradually ret- re- raising the retirement age to 70 by 2064. Yep. This will help reduce the shortfall. They're going to have to do that. They're going to, that'll happen. Right. I mean, well, the other proposals on there are reduce it at, to 68 or increase it to 68 or 69. I said, just go to 70. Well, by the, by 2064, um, we're not talking about by tomorrow. We're talking right, about it's gradual. Uh, like they did. Uh, it's very class. gradual. I mean, 2064, am I going to be, let's see, what time is that? Yeah. Right. I'm not going to be around. I'm not, you're not taking your grandfather's <laughs> steps. You're not, but, but if you think about that, that's why I said 70. And in fact, you know, that's full retirement age. So then I think, they should probably also increase it if you delay as well. Cause right now you can only delay to 70 and that's it. So if you're going to raise the full retirement to 70, you should also delay, give that extra bonus for people that want to delay that do believe sure. they can live a long life. So, sure. um, and I'm sure you're not surprised that I agreed with that one. Um, I agree the, with that one too. So far I'm with you on both those. And here's the last one that I recommended. I recommend raising the minimum monthly benefit for those who have worked 30 years or more from 951 to 1341. So 125% of the poverty line. So this is actually adding to the problem. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with it. And here is my logic. It, it wasn't, um, you know, the, 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 the point of it was to raise the very lowest earners to give them dignity and so forth. And I was behind that. I thought, you know, this is truly a safety net, but, um, it was really designed for the people that have actually put into the system. Right. So it's not a true freebie. I'm sure. against 
taking social security and just giving it to anybody. Oh yeah. That didn't put into it. So this is for people that put into it, raise it so that they get above the poverty line, which is pretty darn low as it is. It is. So I've worked 37 years. I did the math. I've been, I've been paying in for 37 years to social security. Right now. I'm, I'm, I'm all for having a baseline minimum for you. Um, because you put in that time and I don't think it's unreasonable to burden out. That just makes it more of a burden. And, and, but I think in, in my case, I try to consider myself independent. I think you give and you take and you come up with something that works for everyone, right? If you're going to raise the taxes on the rich, well, you better show me how you're going to improve the really poor and not just give it away to everybody. Yeah. Just take away from Agreed. me, and, right? And keep status quo. Let's see something. And at the same time, if you're going to give more to people, I want to see you spend less as a government. So that's a different story. But um, I, you got you to gotta come up with some con- conglomerate of them all. Sure. You can't solve this by just going in one direction. Yeah. So I think to conclude Social Security should be fixed it has to be fixed um or you just do away with it altogether right with like, social security a thing of the past she can't afford to retire <laughs> we'll be honest with you a lot of my clients most of my clients would not be able to afford to retire without social security right they just don't have pensions yes yes hi she's having social security problems <laughs> right yeah we are we all are so i do think though that the solution is not as far off when you start looking at some of these Democrat Republicans coming together in the public, you know, it's not as bad as the media makes it out. You know, this guy's not terrible. This guy's not the next God, right? It's, they're all stink, right? But the public gets it. And I think if we can, so I recommend, I'm going to put it back up, go here, look it up or go to this website, public consultation survey, probably, fill it out. And send it to you. And it's all automated. So they, you, you don't even know who your congressman is. You just put your zip code and it knows, right? And set, what's the worst that can happen? The local congressman gets bombarded with emails saying, here's how you fix Social Security. Here's what I think. Because you don't have to agree with all those proposals. You could say, no, don't do that one. That's part of the process. But we yeah. need to do something. So why yeah. not pick what you want to do? And send it to your congressman. I strongly yeah. recommend you people do that. Yeah, especially if you don't want them to raise the social security tax for individuals and companies, um, you might want to let your congressman and local, uh, your state senator and people know, because I know that is a proposal that they're currently looking at. Right. Yeah. Right. So if we could do it in other ways, then let them know what other ways yeah. you want, but yeah. don't do nothing because then what's going to happen? They're going to do any something anyway. So have a voice, and this is an easy way to give your voice and at the same time, get educated on the issues, right? You're watching this show to the end. Good for you. I hopefully you do it, but Tony, I did it. I think you were surprised at a few of the bleeding. I got to change my shirt. My blood's dripping from my heart. (laughs) I know what your answers would be. Actually, what I'd like you to do, Tony, is I want you to do it. I want you to do it. And then we'll talk about what you and what you what happened to you. I will shoot me that link and I'll do it. And then I'll show you my results. You got it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Don't sit on the sidelines when it comes to Social Security, because you're going to be one of those people that are complaining. This is your chance to get involved before things happen. Well, something's going to happen soon. At least I hope so. Right. Yeah. Especially for these two. 
The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.